Can you take professional photos with a phone? With a phone? Really? Hi and welcome to episode 72 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. Before I go on, if you have a question you would like me to answer, just go to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. Quite concerned that I still can't say photography explained first time, especially when I'm reading off the screen. Anyway, let's get into this. Here is what I like to call the answery bit. You can take professional photos with a phone. Lenses on phone cameras offer high quality image capture, which combined with the software built into phones enable you to take professional photos with your phone, to a point. There are, however, a number of limits on this, which I will explain. What do I mean by professional photos? Well, I mean photos that you sell that are of a high enough quality to be used by clients. And that's very subjective, but that's my take on it. And it's my podcast. These are photos that, before phone cameras evolved into what they are now, would have been taken on professional cameras. Yes, that's professional with me doing air quotes with my hands. Great on a visual medium, I know. Why would you try to take professional photos with your phone? Madness, isn't it? Well, why not, is what I say. It saves a load of faff, time and lugging gear around. And the photos are there instantly for you to do whatever you want with them. Which these days is to post them on social media for them to be ignored by billions of people. Haha. <laughs> Your phone is always with you. Okay, that might be a big generalisation there. But for most people, this is the case. So there is that. And you can't fit a camera into a trouser pocket. See how carefully specific I was there. I once said something about fitting a phone into a pocket and somebody came back and said, oh, I can get it in my coat pocket, no problem. I was like, yeah, that's not really what I meant. Is a phone as good as a DSLR or mirrorless camera? Well, the old saying is, the best camera is the one you have with you. So if you have, so if you have your phone with you and not your camera, then yes, it is. Well, it's better if you think about it. It's better than no camera. But is a camera phone really as good as a, air quotes, professional camera, air quotes? Yes and no. Okay, it can be, but with a phone, you are limited. What are we limited by then? Well, might not be the obvious first thing to say, but handling. My Canon 6D fits on my hand so naturally, and the things that I need are all in a logical place. I've used it for years and can pretty much operate it with my eyes closed. Well, apart from when I make the composition, that is, I haven't mastered the art of that yet. It's one to work on, isn't it? I hate the handling of my iPhone. I genuinely do. I mean, to start with, I've had to put it in a case as it's so smooth, there's nothing to hold on to. I'm quite sad, really, because sometimes I experiment with thinking, can I use my phone without the case? So what I do is I'll just go a couple of hours at home and I just drop it left, right and centre. It's so smooth and slippery. So much for design, it's just ridiculous. I also find it awkward taking photos with my phone. I mean, sure, it's great for personal stuff, snaps and all that stuff, but not for taking lots of photos of the, over the course of the day. And trust me, I tried it once and it became very unpleasant. Right, moving on, lenses. The lenses on phones are not to the same standard. Well, mainly because they're so small. How can they possibly be? Now I think about it, I think it's entirely unreasonable to even expect them to be as good as cameras, to be honest with you. I mean, you can buy lenses that you place in front of the camera lens that give you more options, though, which is good. But no, the lenses, it's virtually impossible for them to be as good as camera lenses. I mean, the lenses I use in my Canon 60 are excellent. They're bespoke, designed pieces of optical brilliance. No, I'm not being paid to say that. Maybe next year. So how can a lens and a phone possibly match that if you just think about it? Next point, 
sensor size. The sensors in phones are not as good as they are in cameras. They're brilliant, don't get me wrong, but they're so, so much smaller. I mean, a lot smaller. I've done episodes before where I've compared Micro Four Thirds crop sensor and full-frame camera sensors and explained the difference and why the full-frame camera sensor is better. So phone sensors are much, much smaller than Micro Four Thirds sensors. But having said that, every year the gap seems to close. In general terms in photography, the bigger the sensor, the higher the quality of the image. And I put down here, fact, just to prove the point. That's a fact. Uh, in general terms, the bigger the sensor, the higher the quality of the image. There are m- millions of variables, but that generally is the case. Noise. Yeah, noise is the stuff that you see in the shadows that makes photos look horrible. It's similarish to grain in film, and you get blotches or splotches of colour. Yeah, nicely put, I know. Blotches or splotches. I must remember that one. This used to be a real problem, but again, it's getting less and less of an issue with each and every evolution of the technology. Ah, technology. The technology gap. Every year the gap is closing, and the technology is evolving so quickly and so utterly impressively that there surely, surely, (laughs) surely must come a point where a camera and a phone are the same. I think it's inevitable, but you'll always have that difference of the optics from a camera to a phone. Well, I hope so anyway. Five years ago, we might have been thinking about this. Ten years ago, it wouldn't have seemed remotely possible. And 21 years ago, it was physically impossible as the first camera phone was released in, wait for it, the year 2000. Yep, that's the first camera phone. And when I say camera phone, yeah, there were phones with cameras in before them, but that's the first consumer phone with a camera in it. Love to see what the photos are like from one of them these days. Okay, so it's a no from me to the question, but it's a partial no. It's not that simple. It never is in photography, is it? I use my phone and my camera. My camera takes the client shots and my phone does all of these things. Behind the scenes shots, behind the scenes videos, photos for social media, videos for social media, photos of my gear, videos of my gear, photos of me taking photos. My arms are long enough. Videos of me taking photos, social media output, creation of images, graphics, etc. So there's a lot that it does. So on a professional shoot, hate using the term, but still applies, doesn't it? I use my phone for all of those things and my camera. My camera's just there taking photos. So next bullet point, helpfully, is what do I do? Well, I've just told you, I use both and respect the fact that my camera is a camera. And my phone is a wonderful multi-use device. My phone's more like a Swiss army knife and my camera is... Well, it's a camera. And I'm happy with that. The talky bit. So that was a black and white bit. Hey, see what I did there? I like that. But does this really matter? Let's put some context to this. You can take great photos with a phone, certainly. You can take photos good enough to give to clients. And if you have a client who's happy with the photos that you take with an iPhone, fantastic. Sorry, other phones are available. Let's be honest here. If the photos look good enough to the person who's paying for them, they are good enough. And if you think about it, well, not if you think about it. It's something I need to tell you. I've never been asked by a client what camera I use to take photos with, nor what lens. So why should a client ask you if you took them with a phone or a camera? You see, that's that thing that we always forget is if the photos are good enough, nobody will know what you took them with, which is good, isn't it? So all that matters in theory, they, as in the photos, are good enough. I've never offered photos taken with a phone to a client myself, and I'm not thinking of doing this just yet, but it has got me thinking. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think we're there yet, but um, it has got me thinking. 
If it was possible, if I could turn up on a shoot with just my phone, I mean, that would be amazing. That would be so, so cool. And then I just take the photos in Lightroom and then when I get back to my computer, they're already there. Wonderful. But then again, reality kicks and I remember some things. A photo looks fine on a small screen, might not look fine blown up. Or once you've cropped a good way into a photo, which I do do from time to time, so I appreciate and need the resolution my Canon 6D sensor gives me. With a phone, you do not have the same immediate control of the three elements of the exposure triangle, which are aperture, shutter and ISO. I mean, a lot of the things I need to control when I'm taking photographs use these three things, whereas aperture and shutter, they're the important ones to me, mainly aperture. But with my phone... I don't even know if I can change the aperture. There's just a hole in the lens. I don't know how you change the ISO. I don't know how you change the shutter. You just take photos. And that's the plus side. You don't have to worry about that with a phone. You just take the photo and all this stuff's done for you. And I think that really is the future of photography. It's not all these dials and knobs and everything. Right, my one-line summary. You can take professional photos with a phone, but phones do not replace cameras. Not yet. Not for me. But one day. Well, I said one day they will. One day they may. Or more likely, cameras will evolve into something smaller and more similar to how a phone works. Which is an idea... Oh no, I'll come on to that in a minute, sorry. I was, <laughs> I was doing so well there, wasn't I? Next episode. Episode 72, how to take better photos with a phone explained in less than 10 minutes. Well, this is another logical thing for me to explain, following on nicely from this episode. And once again, another three ideas for future episodes have appeared during the creation of this episode. And one of them has given me an idea for something which I think is really good. I'm going weekly with the blog, with the blog, with the podcast. My blog is weekly, rickmacaboyphotography.com. I'm going weekly with the podcast, not twice a week. I'll let you know more about that. But in, in a few episodes time, I'm going to be going from twice weekly to weekly. Just wanted to tell you now, having just made the decision. Okay, I'm done. Thank you for listening to my small but perfectly formed and hardly error-free podcast. To find out more about my podcast and do stuff to help me, check out photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. This episode was brought to you by Optimism and the enjoyment of creating stuff like this, really. No, really it is. I, I genuinely love doing this. Um, it's great. Um, I'm looking forward to going weekly because the quality will be there better than it is at the moment, which was um, something I was thinking about for a number of weeks. I'm going to stop there. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to me and for giving me 10-ish minutes of your valuable time. And I'll see you on the next episode. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, Straight Talking Advice for Beginners to Get You Making Money Quickly and Build a Career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.